2 Corinthians chapter 2, verses 12 through 17. When I came to Troas to preach the gospel of Christ, even though a door was opened for me in the Lord, my spirit was not at rest because I did not find my brother Titus there. So I took leave of them and went on to Macedonia. But thanks be to God who in Christ always leads us in triumphal procession and through us spreads the fragrance of the knowledge of him everywhere. For we are the aroma of Christ to God among those who are being saved and among those who are perishing to one a fragrance from death to death to the other a fragrance from life to life. Who is sufficient for these things? For we are not like so many peddlers of God's word, but as men of sincerity, as commissioned by God in the sight of God, we speak in Christ. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. What a triumphal and epic word. Yes. Triumphal procession. We got lots of uh, olfactory senses today, <laughs> right? fragrances and aromas, death it. to death, life to life. Yeah. So, Jennifer, let's uh, just jump straight into it. Um, you know, we start with, like, I love, we were talking about this the other day, but, you know, in all these epistles, you'll you'll have, like, a painstakingly practical, like, talking about going from Macedonia and Rome and, yeah. you know, like, yeah, just yeah, yeah. sort of biographical stuff that you would write in a letter to friends. Right. Um, but then we have these like deep theological profound thoughts mixed in. Right. And we have to come through it all. So what are your thoughts on these verses 12 yeah. through 17? Well, I think even in that first verse 12, which seems like a, okay, I'm just giving you the details yeah, of where yeah. I'm arriving. There actually is a, a deep profound theological thought and that just seeing um, Paul is so living out <laughs> loud for people. I mean, mm-hmm. you can, it's kind of like pulling back the curtain on what's yeah. going on inside his heart. And he did, you know, he, he ended up at Troas and, but also he has this um, concern for mm-hmm. Titus and just anyone who's been in ministry or again, I mean, this is, could be if you're ministering in your family or outside to like, you know, complete strangers, you do have competing anxieties. Like the more yeah. you like love Christ and love others, there's going, it's going to be hard to like maintain these. I heard someone say, describe it. It's like trying to hold a pyramid of marbles together. Like you, (laughs) (laughs) something like you, (laughs) what a word. That's a great image. Right. (laughs) I love that. But again, of course he has anxiety, which I think a little side note on, you know, a theology of emotions that, yeah, we have these emotions and they're meant to move us. Mm -hmm. And this anxiety is moving him further into trust in the Lord and Mm -hmm. the things of the Lord. So this is an anxiety that's not, the anxiety itself is not a sin. It's like, where's it come? What is it coming out of? It's coming out of a truth. These people need shepherding. And you know, he's moving towards God in, in this. And yet he's very honest, like, Hey, this is, this is hard for me. I like, I got a good work going on in Troas. I'm like, I'm worried about my brother, Tim, Titus, like, yeah. Well, and it's a great word on decision-making too. Um, and I I think of Kevin DeYoung's just do something and the whole premise of that book, but it's a really interesting note here that he says a door was open for me in the Lord, even though a door was open for me in the Lord, my spirit was not at rest. And so there's this idea that like, we don't always walk through like every door that is opened in the Lord for us. Yeah. Um, and it's not like, like sometimes there's multiple options that are 
laid in front All of seemingly us. seemingly good. And we yeah. just have to like navigate in wisdom. You just and do something. Just yeah. do something. <laughs> and, you know, I think that that is, is a great word just in like, yeah. you know, what city should I live in? What job right. should I take? Right. Who should I date? It's like, you know, the Lord might leave several doors open for you and uh, you just kind of have to live in wisdom. Yeah. So, and then sometimes yeah. you walk through a door and you think this doesn't feel good. I yeah. have, I'm being pulled. So it must not be the one I should have walked through, but that's not, you, you can't go on your feelings. You got to like, yeah, yeah. you still got to continue in the word and prayer and talking to other community, you know, leaning on, uh, wise people in your community mm -hmm. of faith. And yeah, there's so many steps to take before you decide, totally. wait, this couldn't be the one because why do I feel so anxious about totally. it or whatever? Totally. So anyway, we see Paul's a real person and yeah. he's doing this. And um, again, also just a word to the people he was ministering to, to Corinth, like they were always kind of upset with him and his decision, like that he, he was going to come and he was not going to come. And, you know, assuming the worst, almost, uh, as we can see of mm -hmm. Paul and they, they really should have extend. They really should extend grace because you just don't know what people are going through. Not totally. that everyone in ministry is doing what's right, but like mm -hmm. the yeah the the Corinth uh, the Church of Corinth would have benefited from a little more grace, yeah. as Paul is trying to tell them. Yeah. But then he gives us. But this is what I love. It's like he's yeah. got all this, and he says, "But I was gonna say this is the upside, right? Yeah, thanks be to God." So we love the the buts of scripture. Yeah. <laughs> Usually, yeah. there's always a, a good a good thing afterwards, but. Um, anyway, then he he gives us this great visual of Christ leading us in this triumphal um, procession. And we were just talking earlier about this. Like you think immediately you're like, yeah, like we're like, you know, our king is before us and we're mm -hmm. like the triumphant soldiers and yeah. we're like conquering this. And, yeah. and, um, but as we know, like that's actually, we're identifying with the wrong person in this procession. Mm. And I think the historical context here is really, um, is really great because in the Roman times, of course, there was a lot of conquering and they made a, it was very, there was a lot of pageantry around their, um, their victories. And so they would bring their conquered captives into the city, parade them in their, apparently even their like their um, cultural dress, their pagan, you know, whatever, yeah. like represented their, they really actually highlighted this culture mm -hmm. and they brought them, paraded them through led by this, you know, the conqueror mm -hmm. uh, high on a chariot. Yep. But at the end of that procession, those captives were killed. Yeah. So they were Oof. being led to their death. So it's a different image. A very, yeah. A little bit of a change. So what's actually happening here is Paul is identifying with the captive. Mm. And Jesus, the King, leading him through, and so then you're like, we get a little nervous. We're like, wait, what? Mm -hmm. But here's the thing: what Paul's been saying over and over and over again is, death is to a king like Jesus mm -hmm. is only results in life. Yeah, absolutely, <laughs> absolutely. You know, it makes me think of uh, Psalm 68. It's one of those militaristic psalms in Scripture where it's, you know, talking about God using all this, you know, talking about the armies of God and the chariots and everything. Mm -hmm. And verse 18 is uh, decently well-known. You ascended on high, leading a host of captives in your train. Mm -hmm. You know, and I think there's different ways to interpret that. But I, I think that this idea of sort of like the grim uh, leading captives in a triumphal procession mm -hmm. is like it seems to kind of match the tone of the psalm and yet 
you know, Paul actually quotes this in Ephesians um, that Christ is in a, in a very similar reversal of that image. Mm-hmm. He, he quotes that, that he ascended on high, leading a host of captives mm-hmm. in his train. And the thing about a king like Christ yeah. is that to, you know, it, it's the great paradox of the gospel, right? Yeah. To, to be a slave to Christ is to be free. Free. And, and you know, to be dead in, on the cross is to be alive in God. Yeah. yeah. And so it, it's such a powerful image. And I love, um, I actually have this old piece of art um, hanging, both hanging in my office and in, uh, tattooed on my arm. <laughs> uh, and it, it's called The Harrowing of Hell. Uh-huh. It's a old engraving um, by Albert Durer. But Durer. Um, <laughs> but basically, it's, a, it's this imagination, this depiction of Christ after his crucifixion descending into hell mm-hmm. and he, he's literally pulling prisoners out of a dungeon um, while all these demons like disgruntled I don't have the demons on my arm though. no yeah but, uh, <laughs> but they're like in the in the engraving they're like looking on in dismay right, right. and Christ he goes down and, and he's robbing hell yeah to, to capturing those leading yeah. these captives in yeah. a stream yeah and I love that image a lot and, and I love you know how Paul you know, he talks about Christ always leads us in triumphal procession. Yes. And, you know, it's through his triumph yes. that we then triumph and that, right. that we as captives, as right. unworthy captives would benefit and, and right. you know, become, as he begins to talk about here, the fragrant, the fragrance of the knowledge of him. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I love, we, we did a couple uh, chapters in Ezekiel before coming into Second Corinthians. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, it it ends with this this amazing covenant of peace passage, mm-hmm. and, and just talking about how the earth will be full of the knowledge of God, and, mm-hmm. and you know, I, I think it's it's so powerful. And then First John three, you know, it talks about that when we see Him, we will be like Him, mm-hmm. and you know, there's this idea that just to stand in the pure unadulterated radiance of Christ when Mm. when we see him face to face Mm -hmm. just to see him we will become like him and we will bear this fragrance and this aroma that now you know in part we hold and one day we will hold fully but in Mm -hmm. part we hold and it spreads throughout the earth Mm -hmm. and I I just love that that image we see it again in Revelation that that you know there's this epic throne room scene and there's these angels holding bowls of incense. Mm-hmm. You know, incense is the aroma of the temple. Mm-hmm. These these bowls of incense, which are the prayers of the saints, yeah. and, and so it, it's so powerful. And it smell is. is such a powerful. It thing, is, yeah. You know, and yeah. so I don't know. I, I love that. I love it too. And you just imagine God, the sweet smell of that incense. What is he smelling? He's smelling us preaching the death and resurrection of Christ. So every time we proclaim the gospel, he's smelling that, that sweet aroma when we um, like Christ die to our rights, kind of like what we were talking about Mm -hmm. yesterday with the, or like with the forgiveness, like we don't hold on to these things. Like we're just willing to die. We're just like looking for ways to die, like to our own um, selves and, you know, pleasures and just, all the things that we hold on to as being so important in this mm-hmm. life. And then you get this like incredible picture yeah. that you just painted with all of the, a handful of yeah. um, scriptures. And yet that theme is all through the word. And you think, what am I holding on to? Like, 
I want to be a part of this incredible procession their procession like yeah. chain me up like king yeah, jesus yeah. let's yeah. go yeah. i mean this is the, that's the triumphal spirit of like how can we die mm. and serve and love and all the things that christ wants to bring us into Absolutely. and i love that he's not um he also points out that like but this does have a stink to it to people who resist the gospel absolutely um and even to Christians who are like, and when we struggle in our sin and we are confronted with something and selfishness, and I think, I just am really having a hard time. Well, that's not, that's just my sin, mm-hmm. like resisting that sweet aroma. Absolutely. <laughs> um, Absolutely. It does have a sting to us because we're sinners. We're like, I don't, I don't really want a part of that. And yet, yes, yeah. I do. Yeah. Uh, well, it, it makes me think about um, when I was young, uh, me and my dad, like, we we kind of stopped like I guess in middle school or high school, but we we did like duck hunting and pheasant quail for like a little a little while, and uh, we got a bird dog who ended up not being a very good bird. <laughs> like he he's still he's my favorite great, dog in the world. Great, I was gonna say, of course he makes an excellent pet, but, but not a good hunter. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and he probably would have, but like we just weren't. You know, I mean, this is a whole nice story. Yeah, but anyways, okay. <laughs> we ended up not getting through that, but. When you train a bird dog, one of the things is, you know, there's all these different like decoys and little like toys and stuff that you throw and teach them to retrieve. And one of the things that we had was a little uh, bottle of like, it was like a replica of pheasant blood that you could, and it was like a, a scent thing. And you, okay. you know, you pour it over like the the cloth like decoy or the rubber yeah. decoy and it, it like trains your dog. And that is the worst smell I think I've ever smelled. Like that bottle, like when yeah, you I open bet, it. Yeah, I bet, oh. <laughs> Right, right. Um, like a little dry heave sesh in the garage mm-hmm, as you mm-hmm. open this bottle. And so it's really ironic, you know, the, the idea of Christ's blood as mm-hmm. incense, as a mm-hmm. pleasing aroma mm-hmm. that is throughout scripture, that, that theme and image is very paradoxical. And, you know, a lot of us, like we don't encounter like blood blood very mm-hmm. like animal blood and mm-hmm. stuff on a daily basis but when you when you get like some concentrated blood mm-hmm. that's not a great smell <laughs> right and so i i think that but then like you put that in front of a bird dog and it's like yeah. the smell you know it, yeah it, it is it like enlivens them and, yeah it's like it, i think that they have a taste we see it. that here yeah. yeah 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 the death to death life to life, life. that yeah. that paradox of how could something so foul be so good right you know and and it also but that it demonstrates how we as christians even we're we go um astray we go down the wrong path when we try to make the death of christ palatable for people um which you see all through christian culture and the world um people trying to make death to self and death to flesh um, more palatable by basically making it less like death and more mm-hmm. like doing what you want to do and adding on Jesus. And yeah, we need to cultivate that we the, that desire in our heart to be like Christ and to proclaim his death so that we don't, we actually see that smell as sweet and mm-hmm. not try to make it more palatable for people. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yes. And you know, the his blood is the healing of the nations. Yeah, and it's the it's <laughs> right. the restoration of all things, and so yeah. it's uh 
it's not changing the smell, but it's it's like reframing our mindset and, yeah. and to um, join that triumphal procession. So, so much that we could just continue yeah, to dive into and the triumphal yeah. procession, the fragrance of the knowledge of Jesus. Mm-hmm. Um, but for today, may we be that fragrance that spreads the knowledge of him everywhere. Mm-hmm. Amen. So for Jennifer McClish, this is Will Carlisle, and we hope to see you tomorrow on our Daily Rhythm. Thanks for listening to Our Daily Rhythm. I'm Jason Dees, one of the pastors of Christ Covenant, and Our Daily Rhythm is a ministry of our church designed to help you more faithfully and effectively meditate on God's Word. If you ever have a question for us about one of our Bible readings or one of your own Bible readings, please don't hesitate to text us at 404 404- 465-1737. Again, that's 404-465-1737. Or email me directly at jason at christcovenant.com. We'll meet you again tomorrow for our daily rhythm.